You're now listening to J House Radio in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Wine be the gang and you know them niggas Boot it up, turned up, piped up I'm back, baby, where the love at? I'm back, baby, where the love at? Yo, what's up? what's up, bro? What's up, bro? You there, bro? You all good? Yeah, can you hear me clearly? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. How you been? How you doing, man? Good, bro. Congratulations on uh, being a soon-to-be father, bro. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. <clears throat> Ooh, got to clear my voice out. But um, for everyone who's about to listen later on, welcome to J-House Podcast Radio. This is episode number 98. I'm here with Karen. Am I pronouncing that right? Uh, yeah, that's fine. It's good enough. <laughs> Got you. Of the night's cast. <clears throat> and this is a podcast that I've been waiting to do for a long time to try to get you on, man. And it's just been crazy, like, the past few past few weeks or so. You know what I'm saying? So it's just been Oh, fun. for sure. But it's finally glad to have you on, man. How you been doing? Good, man. Thank you for having me on. And a shout out to everyone listening. Appreciate. Um, so it's been a, a wild 2020 so far, man. Um, coronavirus, race riots, uh, Zack Snyder finally dropping, um, finally dropping the Snyder cut that's coming out in 2021. Yeah. And I, that, um, I know that that's been everybody's like talking point, um, for, for, you know, since he announced it. So I know that that news is sort of like just been, you know, Snyder cut, Snyder cut, Snyder cut. But I've, I've always wanted to talk to you about, you know, what does this mean for, um, for directors in general? What does this mean for people who want to bring a, a raw vision, a true creator's vision to, to the big screen? That's a pretty loaded question, bro, because I think what it ultimately means is it shows you just how much content content consumption is changing, especially with right. the advent of all these streaming networks. And, right. you know, you have to really ask yourself, one thing I've been really wondering is if HBO Max did not exist, would this have still happened? So mm. it's definitely a factor of, you know, timing is a very underrated element to everyone's life you know, in terms of if you are pursuing a venture and things aren't working out, you know, timing is a factor. There's timing, there's luck, there's a lot of that. So ultimately, I think with the Snyder Cut, ultimately it's able to relate to pop culture fandom is just how much things are changing. And between yeah. BVS and now, I mean, it's what, four years? So four years yeah. is a long time, but it's not that long when you actually put the context of how drastically different the the streaming platforms have made the landscape because yeah. people I think well shout out to those running HBO Max and AT&T and Warner Brothers whoever really made that decision because they they know that they need content and right. they they need something that's going to get the internet talking and right. uh, Zach said it when you know we had him briefly on with the podcast with Ray Fisher and he said it in the Hollywood Reporter article as well about how when back to last November, it was around, yeah, the, the, the 
the two year release anniversary of Justice League on how there were over 500 million, I'm sorry, there were close to 500,000 tweets about the Snyder Cut. And right. that's when Ben tweeted, that's when Gal made her Instagram post. And that really put awareness at the executives to say, wow, people mm. really want this. This is something that if we put out is now actually actively in our interest to pursue and put out. So it's just wild. Right. Yeah, that that is very wild. Also, congratulations. I forgot. I'm sorry. Congratulations on the oh, podcast. You, with Ray. That, was, that was an awesome uh, podcast. Zach even dropped in. That was freaking lit. Thanks, man. Um, I appreciate that. When I, when I watch your content, man, hmm. the first thing that really comes to mind is, you know, I, I, we're like on Twitter, there's and there's this, you know, this stigma and all this beef going on about, uh, you know, who's there at the beginning of it all, mm. you know. Uh, I saw you post you know, about that, and did... I'm glad we're recording this today because we have a chance to actually discuss that. Um, I thought that was an interesting tweet that you put out because it's very, uh, people don't like to be that vocal, and I appreciate people who can be that bold and vocal to put that out there. Yeah, it's because it's got to be said because everyone wants credit, you know, and even I don't know specifics. I don't know the accounts personally or the people who were involved in, you know, the billboards and the, um, you know, the bus stop signs and things of that nature. Mm. I don't I don't know the specifics of that, but everyone's reaching for that sort of, you know, well, I was there and this person wasn't, you know, so why do they, and, and the tweet and, you know, the tweets came out about that, which is why I had to post about it because they were coming at you. And I was like, hold on. Now, of course the nice cast is known for you. You're known for like, you know, you were raw with the content and even, even some of the posts that when I consume your content, it even has me thinking like sometimes I have to sit back and like think about some things and observe myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's just how hard the content hits. And sometimes that content may rub people the wrong way and they just don't, you know what I'm saying? They gotta be mean about it. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And so when I saw them talking about like, Oh, he made fun of, you know, the uh, Snyder cut movement. Mm. I'm like, we didn't. It's all it's all about context, mm. and they totally missed the context Bro, the, of that post. When the Ray Fisher podcast went up uh, on Vero's YouTube, that was the, one of the first comments someone left about me was like, "Hey, hold on how did how did the nice cast get to do this when he wasn't even part of the movement or he wasn't even supporting?" And I'm like, "You can just Google the nice cast, and you can actually see Reddit full Reddit articles about yeah. me and my love for Zach and BVS." Uh, you, you, right. you can just I mean it's all there so you can't really fake that and yeah. uh, what you really touched upon w- with that tweet of yours that I found really interesting is the idea of just being genuine because I think that as more and more time goes along and you can even weave that in with some of the social things happening currently where mm-hmm. this idea of virtue signaling or things of that nature is like who's really being genuine about what they're putting out because right. because even if this and this will always be my retort to anyone who has an issue with something that that I would say or like somebody has an issue with what you say is, hey, I didn't have to say this. This is actually actively you could argue against my interest to put it out there. So that makes a greater argument for the fact that it is genuine. So would you rather right. someone lie to you 
and feed you this perception of themselves that may not be entirely accurate? Or do you want someone who is going to be them, their genuine selves? And you know what's really ironic is that is Zach's career in a nutshell. So when, when, yeah. when you get mad at people for being genuine or putting out whatever they want to put out, regardless of how it's going to be received, and you claim to be a Zack Snyder fan, that is Zack's career. What do you think BVS was? What do you think Man of Steel was? What do you think Justice League was? What, do you, what, what is the core of Zack's creative uh, integrity about Zack Snyder? Is right. the fact that he just wants to tell the stories he wants to tell. And I think other creators mm. and other personalities need to really, if you are a genuine fan of Zack Snyder, that is what I find most admirable about him. Is mm. that confidence of saying, well, this is really just what I want to do with these characters. If you don't like it, that's completely on you. If you love it, if you obsess over it, if you become a, a passionate fan of mine, that's great too. But this is ultimately what I wanted to make. And I think the greatest creators have that tendency. Right. I agree. With, I agree with that. And and question, because, um, you know, you cover everything you cover, you know, Star Wars, DC, you you pretty much can go anywhere mm-hmm. with the content. Does that same thing apply to like Ryan Johnson at, in in like put in like correlation to The Last Jedi? 100%. Did that does that same thing apply? 100%. I mean, I, I haven't 100%. I haven't actually seen. There may there may have been one talk Ryan did. It was at a conference or convention, so it was like a panel style talk, and he touched upon the idea of challenging characters and breaking breaking the mold of what you believe these characters should be. And when you challenge them, and when you take them to quote unquote dark places, you're you're ultimately highlighting why that character is as dominant in pop culture and I, that character is strong enough to right. have that position so definitely you can apply this to anything bro you can be films it can be creating art of any type it can be politics it can be just anything unique to yourself you can apply this to right that okay that makes sense because this is something that I've had to struggle with myself because I'm, I'm a hardcore Star Wars mm-hmm. fan and I know everybody is sort of in this mindset of, you know, the prequels don't count. And I'm in this flux state now where I'm like, you know, is it because of what they did with Luke or is it because of what they did with Ray? For me, it's more so about what they did with Ray. Luke, I mean, I, it's hard to argue with that because it would be hard to say that, you know, someone like Luke wouldn't just like disregard the Jedi code and just be like, you know what, forget about all this. You know, it, it would be hard to argue against that. Cause that's, that is a realistic place where you could take that character. Same thing with Batman. I'm a, and a lot of my friends shout out to Evan. Cause I know he hates it when I do this, but like, I'm a firm believer that not saying that Batman should kill all the time, but I'm a firm believer in Batman being able to do what is necessary in order to save a life if it came to that. And so, yeah, and I think a lot of people had such a problem with that with Batman. Superman, like, oh, he's killing people. That's not Batman. I'm like, listen, that no-kill code that we have in the comics, that does not translate over to film, especially for a character as dark and as brute as Batman. Even when it comes to Nolan in Batman Begins, when he says to... To, to Raz al Ghul that I don't have to kill you. I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. Well, you did I don't have You to did technically you. kill him. <laughs> if, right. if you want to <laughs> make that argument, you can make that argument. If you have an opportunity to save somebody, well, Batman could have 
put Roz in back cuffs and took him to GCPD. I mean, yeah. you know, so what are we really doing? Right. And and I even I, I got into a heated argument with my friend because like we he I read the Batman uh, the DC Metal. And I think one of the comics was the storyline where Batman does kill Joker on a different Earth in order to save, you know, the world. But in the process, he gets infected with Joker's um, venom and it ends up turning Batman into Joker just because he killed him. I'm like, that that's plot armor out the butt. Like, they really can't let Batman get away with killing somebody like mm-hmm. one time in the comic, just saying, oh, yeah, Batman had to cross that line and he saved people without condemnation or anything. So like, it just, it just blowed me, man. It blowed me. Yeah. It's interesting times, bro. I mean, everyone has a perspective and opinion. So if people aren't okay with Batman killing or manslaughter or whatever legal degree of murder you want to put it to, um, right. You know, then you don't have to be okay with it. There's a new Batman coming out next year that may not have that same trope, and you may be able you may That's be it. able to enjoy that more. Just let people enjoy what they enjoy. Right, and and flipping that over to Superman, I mean, like I always tell people, I was never interested in mm. Superman until Man of Steel. Un- before Man of Steel, I thought Superman was just like a Boy Scout, like he was just the the epitome of everything because my favorite uh hero is the punisher so like in contrast to superman the punisher is like just gonna do the thing no Mm. matter what and so it wasn't until zach you know made superman vulnerable in a way you know made him you know sort of struggle with his ideals a little bit in order for him to grow stronger that i really started like okay superman is somebody that i can I can relate to, you know. Interesting. Yeah, it just it took that for me, and for BVS because you know I know you know Batman v Superman is a masterpiece. I know it's a masterpiece, and I had someone DM me, you know, like uh, telling me like, "Oh, I don't like the way people are talking about Superman. You know, he's my favorite. I don't like the way they're, you know, hating on him because he was depressed." And I'm like, he wasn't depressed in superman he was being attacked in his Mm. beliefs clark is very grounded man when it comes to his moral code and his beliefs and so now they oh there's a little bump against that now that lex you know sort of plots that against him now that he's got some resistance to what he believes and he struggles with that oh now he's depressed i'm like He's not depressed. It's just Superman going through hard times. Can can Superman not go through hard times? Bro, can I didn't he not? even know people were that you know, much of does a he have Superman, to be honest. If you look at social media and you look at the vocal and passionate opinions people have on who Superman should be as a character, I'm honestly not even sure how much of that is genuine. Because as long as I, uh, before, because <laughs> as long as I can remember, people were complaining that Superman's not an interesting character. So either something drastically changed, and the only thing that drastically changed with Superman in terms of cinematic presence is Zack Snyder coming in. So either that piqued your interest for you to now have an idea of what Superman should be as a character. So I would argue that that is the Mm -hmm. genius of Zack Snyder as well. Even if you don't like it, Superman, if it still piques your interest enough, then the man did his job. 
the mandate is job for other future directors right. or other interpretations to come through. And you'd be like, well, I absolutely hated what Zack Snyder did, but I can completely get behind this. So either way, it's just a testament right. to Zack's genius. And, and I'll, I'll happily die on that hill. Yeah. Because the and argument, so, for example, so that's... should he have the trunks or should he not have the trunks? That's just absolutely, like, it's wild to me. Right. It's like, it, this is all you see for this character? So this character could relay some of the deepest messages, philosophical um, undertones, all that. But all you can deconstruct right. and reduce this character to is whether or not the trunks are present and the shade of the blue. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> yeah. It, and that's crazy because it's like it's two back to back sort of, you know, one's the origin of Superman with Man of Steel and then the other one is like a deep dive into the into the consequences and results of the Black Zero event and how Superman's handling this post Man of Steel world. And I'm like, out of all that, out of all that Man of Steel and in a combined Ultimate Edition, all of that world building, all of that, you know, you know, scene building and all of that and out of everything mm. that Clark said the only thing he worried about was the trunks and if he's smiling yeah. or not and so yeah that is that is something that is um that does intrigue me and so so would you say this would you say that having directors like Zack Snyder um that push the mold on mm. characters that create the conversation would you say that that is the way everything should be done yes and no yes in the sense that you clearly see the entire culture of of these films benefit if you have someone like Zack Snyder who is a in my personal opinion a very disruptive type of director with just the opinions he elicits mm. but also I don't feel like everyone should be chasing mm. that if that's not who you genuinely are if you genuinely aren't a disruptive right. person or if you aren't someone who likes to go against the grain or maybe challenge people's mindsets or perceptions of characters, then then be your genuine self. It ultimately all comes down to that. You know, when, when Zach does something right. that others would find controversial with Superman or, or, or the Justice League, I don't think he's doing that just for the sake of being controversial. I don't think he's doing that as a creative and saying, oh, this will definitely get people talking. I think he's doing that because it is of genuine interest to yeah. him. So if what's of genuine interest right. to you is your anchor, then I don't personally, no pun intended because this is being recorded on anchor, but <laughs> if that, if that like, is your anchor, then, yeah. you know, stick with that, whoever you are. And I feel like the internet needs more of that. And when I see people... And like I said, we, we touched upon this earlier. When I see people doing things on social media, when I see the type of content people are creating, to me, that's just the number one question I have is, are you doing this because this is who you genuinely are or are you doing this because you know it's going to get clicks? And that's the entire promo right. and attention-driven cycle of, of social media as a whole, where if I know that – and it's right. something that I, I kind of take pride in the idea of that I know that anytime I put out something, Zach or BVS or yeah, Zach or BVS that I get as much exposure as possible for the nice cast. I know if I just did that daily, I would right. be able to build a presence for the nice than if I could do at any other thing. Because that's one one thing people know about me for. And another mm. thing is 
those are things people are searching for on social media anyway. Those are able to move the the wheel, so to speak, of making the explore page and doing this and doing that. And just for the sheer fact that people really don't like me on social media as it is. So if I come out and say that BVS is a masterpiece, that's already, right. quote unquote, the controversial opinion. But it's not genuine right. to who I am to always talk about BVS. And I love BVS as much as anyone. I love Zach as much as anyone. But some days I want to talk about other things as well. So if I was to get caught right. in the attention cycle, I would always feel compelled to post even when I don't want to, just for attention. And that's where I right. think things get really, right. really murky uh, when it comes to, to social media. And it's just yeah. disheartening because... I'm a little bit on the older side, yeah. so maybe I can. I have enough experience, and even in my personal life, I was always the type of person to to not really fit in with the crowd. I would always just kind of do my own thing, and even if that meant alienating others, I was fine with it. So that just translates onto social media too. Mm -hmm. But a lot of these kids on social media who are young, they're 14, 15, 16, they start building a following. Uh, they start getting that attention, that dopamine hit. They mm -hmm. put out something, and it's going quote-unquote viral. It's like it's very easy yeah. to get to get trapped and yeah. enslaved by that. And I, I just want people to be aware that that is happening. That is the intent. Because, you know, you've got to be got to be mindful. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And and to expand on that, like that's that's also a lot of the reason the a lot of the reason why, like you, among anybody else, was one of the blog pages and the uh, personalities that I DM'd when talking about mm. Instagram versus Vero, because I, I had to step back and take and uh, step away from uh, social media for a while and from blogging with J House because I found myself exhibiting characteristics that I know, mm. you know, are not me. And especially with being on uh, social media, I was in college when we did that Instagram live a while back and that was about around the time I think when game of Thrones was coming out with the final season and everything was, you know, going crazy. And so, and so we were, it was like, I was kind of riding that wave on the Batman mm -hmm. v Superman controversy and people still arguing about it because I love that film and I'm passionate about it. So with that, I sort of did, I, I lost my own way. And I started because and look, I don't have any shame. And when I tell people stuff, I'm always tell the truth. I have no shame in admitting that I've had my own insecurities. I've had those days where I've like got up, to start working on blogging uh, early in the morning, start, you know, morning posts and things like that. And so anyone would be lying to be like, you know, you don't look at somebody else's page and be like, oh, they're posting the same thing you're posting. They're making the same great points you are. And you get a little, you know what mm. I'm saying? You get a little jelly in there. You feel me? And so, like, I've even done that. I've been guilty of that, even yeah. looking at your content sometimes. That's and I, I'm, a, I'm man enough to admit that. I'm man enough to admit that. Yeah, that I've looked at, like, you know, like, like that. You remember, it was that conversation we had, and I was like, bro, you know, you changed your logo to yellow. Mm. You copying me? I was joking. I was totally broken, but at the same time on the underneath, I sort of wasn't. And I was like, and I was looking at it like, you know, cause I, I, I just started looking at other people and what other people were doing. And I'm like, cause I want to be in that same, you know, kind of circle of my own post about what I want to post about. I don't want anybody in that same area, 
But at the same time, I had to realize that everybody is not like me. There are a lot of people who love the same stuff that I do. There are a lot of people out there who uh, who have a blog and do everything like that. And so I had to check myself. I had to step back, get off social media. You know what I'm saying? And look at myself and be like, mm. what do you podcast for? What do you blog for? Do you do it because this is the most popular thing out right now and you know it's going to get you attention? Or do you do it because you love it? And if you do it because you love it, it shouldn't matter how many likes you get. It shouldn't matter, you know, who else is posting about the same thing. You're posting it because you love it. You know what I'm saying? And so I had, before I even got back into this, you know, flow of podcasting and blogging and getting back on Instagram, doing all that, I had to check myself and be like, if you're doing this, you're doing this because you like it. And, and real and really also that's what I learned about this um the Snyder Cup movement as well when it came coming back around to the beefing within the within the movement about who did what and who you know I was like everybody who's been in this movement that's been a blogger has experienced tremendous growth off this because this has been one of the biggest events in pop culture history and you know and when I saw you do the podcast with Ray Fisher on Vero I I knew that I had some mature I had matured in that area of supporting other people, you know, because if, if there's somebody that mm. you see that's going where you want to go, you don't get you don't get angry at them. I think we had you a don't envy them. You know what I'm saying? Before. And I, I think yeah. you were saying something to think, the effect of and correct me if I'm wrong, that it's it's not a competition. It shouldn't be a competition. And I think I was coming at it from, if I remember correctly, I was coming at it from the perspective of, I think competition is ultimately should be inspiring and it forces everyone to get better. So I can understand how you, if if you have a yellow logo and then I go incorporate a yellow logo, I can understand the hostility there, even though for the record, it wasn't inspired or, yeah. Um, It was, right. It wasn't that, right. That was tripping, right. I would actually admire you a lot if you looked at it and you say, yo, this dude wants to change change his shit to yellow. All right, cool. And now that is going to force me to really go harder. I think there is something in that. And to be honest, I think we should be facilitating that. If, for example, you get a podcast with with someone, like if you were to do a podcast with Henry Cavill, for example, I would look at that. I can be happy for you. And I could also be inspired on saying that, okay, Mm -hmm. this dude now just raised the bar. Now I am driven. I am motivated to to raise the bar even further. If you look at, if you, I'm not sure if you watched the last dance, but I mean, Michael Jordan basically gave the world the entire blueprint on how to perform at a high level. It's just, you got to motivate yourself no matter what on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Even if that motivation is your own delusion, if you have to make up the fact that someone slighted you, right. And it's going to motivate you to get what you need to get done for that particular game or during practice or that errand that you keep putting off or that venture that you keep putting off. Whatever you need to get yourself in that state of mind, do it 100%. Right. So I agree that it shouldn't be it shouldn't be right. a competitive in a, in a spiteful nature. It should be competitive in a in a healthy dynamic of, OK, right. we're all we're, we're all on social media. We're all, quote unquote, building our brands. We're all creating content to some extent. Who's really going to push the bar forward and who's really going to be inspired by that? And ultimately, that's ultimately what I want to see. When I had the conversation about monetizing social media content, that didn't sit well with a lot of people. Because they're like, how dare you think that your perspectives have value? So a a huge challenge I've been doing is, well, 
just because right. you're able to double double click, I mean, sorry, double tap on something, and just because you're able to go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts or a website or a blog or a YouTube video and consume it at your convenience doesn't mean that work didn't go into right. it. So work is work. There's a lot of stuff right. that we just have easy access access to that we take for granted. And at some point, someone has to come and say, well, of all the free right. marketing everyone does for these things, not everyone is talking about these things the same exact way. Um, so, you know. Exactly. Yeah. I'm inspired by competition and I, and I, I like to create that, that dynamic personally. Right. Thanks, and, bro. and you've done a great job of doing that and what, no problem. And one thing I believe in now, especially is like supporting other people because what you make happen for somebody else, somebody's going to mm. make happen for you. I've always believed in That's that. That's a quotable right So there. there's humility. Oh, yeah, it's, it's very quotable. Um, I think it's a, yeah, it's a Bible verse too. I, I forgot what scripture was, but it was a Bible verse. But yeah, what you make happen for somebody else, somebody's going to make happen for you. And that's just even outside of biblical context. That's just even like, that's life. You know, if you want to, that's, there's, there's humility in learning how to support somebody else and learning how to, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to get there, if you, I, if you want someone to, you know, look at your content, digest it, mm -hmm. comment on it, you know what I'm saying? Do that do that for people and they'll do it for you. You know, you get what you give. And, and I think that that's just how everyone should learn, especially, you know, post Zack Snyder justice league announcement, like people should be supporting each other now, especially if they're trying to yeah. grow. And it ultimately, on, uh, on social a couple media. things from what you just said. One is the fact that uh, if, for example, I make it and in the future I'm able, or if you make it and in the future, you're able to, to be in a position where you need a team around you and you can hire people and you're like, well, okay, as I was building this, I saw a bunch of other driven, committed individuals who I need. I need a team of people who can put out social media content and who can do it at a high level and who can create a conversation or maybe put out an interesting right. perspective that's different from the traditional, this film looks good or I can't wait for this. Someone will actually stir the pot and start the conversation. Then giving back in that situation, if you're in a position to hire somebody, yeah. I think that's giving back, you know, and I, and Ray and I had this conversation and I've yeah, been thinking a lot is. about it in terms of no one is truly self-made. Steve Jobs wasn't self-made. Um, the, the amazing team at mm -hmm. Vero who put everything together, that's a team effort. There's a, there's a team of people who are putting it together. Right. Um, even if you look at, for example, Michael Jordan, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Michael Jordan stan. Who was Michael Jordan without the teammates who really, got mm -hmm. him those championships in the final games of, of, of a final series is michael jordan they, they right. say like oh michael jordan won right. without scotty pippen or could he have won without scotty pippen i think that no no one could have done it alone at all so even if you don't have mm -hmm. scotty someone on a team that mike would have been on would have, have made a, a role similar to scotty or played that position in a similar way for michael jordan to be michael jordan um, and even just just right. in general, right? I, something I was thinking a lot about: Photoshop artists, um, and even beyond that, can any of us create mm. if Apple products don't exist? <laughs> can 
or, or if smartphones don't exist, no. are we self-made <laughs> if we are constantly relying on an app or a device or just the even the internet working or a camera? No, you can't exist. So someone had to create right. these tools for everyone else to exist. And you can scale that up and down however you want. And it puts a lot into perspective. Right. That really does. That really does. Because I, I like people think like looking at what I'm posting on Instagram or Vero, they're like, oh, you know, Eric's got all this fancy equipment. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm doing this all from my phone. Anchor podcast for the apps. I record it from record videos for Coffee and Comics from the phone, edit it in the InShot app and then go from there. Like I'm using every single tool available to help me put out content at scale and people are like, Oh, you must have a whole lot of money to be doing. I'm like, I literally don't. I just bought a camera stand mm-hmm. and a light like last month for $45. Like it doesn't take that much to use the tools that you have at hand to build what you want to build over time. Does the quality of it get better? You know? Yeah. But I think a lot of people are like, I think a lot of people worry about, what they're going to use or how they're going to, I'm like, just use it, use the tool. Don't worry about the, the editing. You'll get it figured out once you dip your toe in there and you, you know, just use yeah, what you have. 100%. And this it's just important perspective Yeah, and the level of self-awareness uh, too, right? You can be, you can be confident. Yeah. And I think we all are on that spectrum of confident, arrogant at times or whatever. Um, I, I so like you're, you should be, if you mm-hmm. work hard towards something and if, even the slightest bit of success manifests from it, or you start making an impact, then you should use that as a, a, a token of confidence for yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, we're all comp- complicated individuals right. as, as uh, collectively. And I don't think there's one person who's more complicated than another. I think in various shades, we are all complicated. And, and if you feel like, oh, I would never feel this way, you can say that today, but you don't know what certain experiences life will throw at you you don't know how your life will change in the coming months or years that may may be able to to change your perspective on something i was having this conversation with a friend right now about power and corruption and things of that nature and i I told him i'm like yo we don't know how we would be if we had power influence and um resources on that scale to effectively essentially influence a large group of people ideally today you can say that i'd be an upstanding citizen and i would use my power for the greater good but you don't know because you've never been in that position we know i'm personally i've never been in that Mm -hmm. position so i don't know what what type of person i would become from that and i don't and i do believe that people who are in those positions i don't think many of them looked at this and said oh yeah as soon as I get into that position, I'm going to be oppressive or I'm going to be an asshole or I'm going to be this. I think everyone approaches it in the same way of, yeah, I'm going to use my power for the greater good. Things change along the way. And, you know, to, to quote the Dark Knight, yeah. I was talking about this on an yeah, IG yeah. story about cycles. To quote the Dark Knight, you know, the, 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 the quote that you either die a hero, yeah. live long enough to see yourself become the villain, that is telling you about the cycle directly. That Right as more and more years go along you are opening yourself up to the risk of becoming what you always feared or what you always hated that is maybe that's just life who knows 
Yeah, I feel that. And that there's um and and there's a a bit of a like admittance that you have to have with that because if it and I put it all on, you know, depending on where you want to go with your career or your life, a lot of that requires sacrifice and and the sacrifice of becoming what you have to become in order to get to where you want to go is something that a lot of people struggle with because it'll it'll take them places where they feel uncomfortable it'll take them places mentally and physically where they feel like you know like oh do I really want to be this you know and and I've had to look at myself like that too because being on Instagram social media blogging all the time you know I know that takes up a lot of my day and I've struggled with like do I really want to become that person that's post 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 business, 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 you know what I'm saying? Or do I want to be someone who's creative and artsy and unplugged away from so social media? So those two sides are always tugging at each other, but they're sacrifice when you want to go someplace where you want to go. And it may, it's going to take you places where, you know, you might not think it's good okay. or it'll make you very uncomfortable. So I, yeah, I've, I've made my bed with that. I've made my bed with that. Um, I want to get your view on something else. We're at the 36 minute mark, got like 20, 20 or so minutes mm -hmm. left. Um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I've always told people that when we talk about Marvel and DC universes and how they've done it, box office and things like that, media bias on one side, none on the other. Um, I always tell people that I can't hate. I, of course, I do think there are Marvel movies, mm. MCU movies that are absolutely terrible, ones that I hate to death. But people praise them. And I'm like, how do you praise Dumpster Fire? I don't understand. But at the same time, I'm like, can I really hate the MCU if they stuck out with a formula and they came out with a formula and they stuck with it for 10 plus however many years and that's how it worked out for them. And it worked out fine. Can people really be mad about that and then go and talk about Warner Brothers, a company who, in my eyes, had the perfect thing going? They had it with Man of Steel. They had it with Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad. People can look at it either way. If they think it's terrible, then it's terrible. If they don't, it's don't. they don't. I have to rewatch it in order to get a second opinion because I don't know what to think of it. Wonder Woman was good. Um, and then Justice League just totally switched from what they were trying to establish and they switched directions because of uh, the heat that was coming their way. Can we really be mad at Marvel because they stuck to their formula over it this past decade? It goes back to what we were saying earlier about stuff you post on social media, right? If, if one thing is going to get you attention and you're going to experience some success to it, are you going to stick to it? Or are you going to say, okay, I can use this as a building block to evolve in the future. I don't think there's a right and wrong perspective per se. Mm. It's kind of like when you see men or women just post selfies, their entire feed is just pictures of themselves and women revealing, um, essentially getting naked for mm. likes and retweets. It's like, okay, that gets you attention. And if you're content with that, yeah. then okay. You know, yeah. it's like, who are we to judge in that regard? And with the MCU, it's the same way. The formula, me, right. as someone who appreciates creative evolution, as someone who would appreciate 
this we if I was calling the shots at the at Marvel Studios, I would say, okay, we had success, a lot of success, unparalleled success with these films, and our audience was this age at the time. Mm. Now our audience is getting older, so our films, our characters right. have to evolve with our audience. I would be very intrigued on seeing Marvel characters mm. in a more evolved and slightly more for lack of a better term mature route i would like to see them put in more complicated positions to see how they would handle right. it right i would like to see them be more relatable outside of just being a good person or using your powers for good or, or you know those common tropes in superhero films i would appreciate them being challenged Right. more yeah. as the audience grows. Because I think, ironically, even time yeah. after Zack Snyder, as that audience grows, it I feel like they'll look at something like Man of Steel or BVS and say, okay, I no longer relate to MCU films as much as now as I'm relating to, to Man of Steel or BVS. That's, that's very possible. And I think that is an element of why you see people mm-hmm. speak about BVS after its release with, with much more admiration. Because as they've gotten older, they may have heard someone talk about it on social media and they said okay I'll, I'll watch this again or i'm in the mood to watch it for whatever reason and wow this is nothing like i remember it and that's something that i feel personally feel that mcu films don't have is right. those films are exactly what you remember you're not gonna go you're not gonna go watch any mcu film and think wow right. this is so much more different than what i initially felt those films that that one that first viewing essentially will tell you Not everything first, you need yeah. to know about that film, which there's value in that. Clearly, people have people are obsessed with the MCU. They that's mm. one of the only reasons why someone would even subscribe to Disney Plus is the original MCU content they have coming there. But is that is that film going to give you essentially a new perspective right. every time you watch it? I don't. I personally don't think so. Yeah. So. Nah. Not really. Yeah, that's that's true. Zach Zach even quoted that. I've, I think it was a Man of Steel interview when they asked him, "Do you feel like you're at competition with Marvel right now?" And he's like, "No, because you know Marvel and DC are two different things." And one thing he pointed out was that it's sort of a paradigm shift between the two because normally in comics, Marvel is the more darker, more serious. Uh, tone stuff in the comics they get put in those those um, situations that you uh, described about you know different things outside of just being a good person and saving people Um, they get put in those situations in the comics and they're very dark Uh, back DC I'm not saying DC's always light tone but they are sort of more on the Mm. you know the calmer side of things especially in comics but in the films, DC films, tentatively, uh, they just resonate more when they're on more mature, so so to speak, darker subject matter, and that's just that's just how it, how it's been with movies, and so and so that's that's a very interesting thing. I really like my wife's a big Spider Man fan, but and I and I always argue this with everyone because everyone, everyone loves Tom Holland's Spider-Man. But when I look at the comics and I'm like, Spider-Man's dealing with, you know, Aunt May, all these love interests, high school, college, all of these different things outside of just saving people. 
and then you play me Spider-Man Far From Home and his biggest issue is not being able to tell this girl, you know, how he feels about her because he's scared. I'm like, what did y'all do to Spider-Man? Like that just like that totally took Mm. the whole weight off Spider-Man and like who he is as a character. And I was like, why? You know, so I would very and I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man for sure. But I'm like, I would love to see him put in sort of like Andrew Garfield sort of situation because Andrew Garfield had had I think to me, I think he was the most comic accurate and his Mm. Spider-Man was one where they they really dug deep Mm. like it was, you know, life situations, uh, Gwen, uh, Aunt May and, you know, stuff like that. And it it was it was Mm. that's that was the embodiment of the Spider-Man I was looking for. And I that sometimes Marvel would just like for a second could Disney just like I know it doesn't mix with your family friendly brand but can we not have a punchline every five minutes can we just like focus on something serious can this be a deeper thing and I think as far to me as far as the MCU went with doing that was Infinity War I think Infinity War was the first MCU movie since phase one where I was like oh, snap, you know, I got to watch this. And then the Avengers lose, you know, of course, and everybody's in the theater like, Mm. BS, bro, bring Spider-Man back. That's both, you know, and they're just upset, pissed about it. And I'm like, it had this had a good ending, you know, y'all would be praising it, but because it didn't, you know, oh, y'all are pissed and upset. And so sometimes I just wonder where the Marvel Cinematic Universe would be if they would have taken that, you know, if they would have taken that route. And I think it'd be in a much more interesting position than what it is currently. When you have things just broken down into phases, okay, now this phase is ended, so now we have a new phase with with a new new slate of films that we're going to announce and release. Regardless of who the character is, like you said, it is formulaic. Yeah. And how can you be excited for something that you're already anticipating? Mm -hmm. And I think what's so intriguing about the Snyder Cup is it can potentially not only to the idea of Mayback is a, a 10 times director on a streaming platform than he was uh, in the traditional setup restriction. There's no there's no there's no limitation right. in that regard. There's no politics involved. Right. There's no power struggle. There's so you know it's interesting times. Censorship. Yeah. Very interesting times. Hey man, great conversation. Well, Thank hey you man, for me. sorry I appreciate so you for coming on. I really so appreciate it. Things definitely have been hectic for both of us. Nah, I feel you. It'd be like that. Cool, bro. Thank yeah. you for having me. But I appreciate you, man, for coming on. Appreciate everybody who's listening yeah. right now. No problem, for man. Sure. I got we gotta do this again though. Keep, got keep, to. keep grinding, man. For sure. Keep, keep grinding, keep figuring yes, out sir. how you can evolve well, thank and make you. your content better and better. I think uh, as a creative, that's that should be the every they talk about the hero's journey. That should be a creator's journey. Where don't personally don't get comfortable with with anything that you have and yeah. say okay I I got this now I can use this as a stepping stone to to something bigger and you just keep rinsing and repeating after that point.
Right. Right. I def I definitely will do that, man. Same to you. I'll keep on supporting Likewise. supporting you in any way I can for sure because you're someone that I that I'm inspired by, someone that I could definitely learn from. So I'll catch you guys later, man. Thank you guys for tuning in to J House Podcast Radio. You can follow TNC on the Nice Cast at Instagram on Instagram at the Nice Cast. No prob. Follow me on Instagram at jhouse underscore tm. Follow us on Vero at those same name platform on at those same usernames as well, and uh, Twitter as well at the Nice Cast. Jhouse Comics on the Nice Cast too. Thank you. And I'll Thank catch you, you guys later. Thank you, Karan, for being on once again, man. Thank you so much. You no problem, man. You have a great day. Be blessed now. Thank, Thank you for, for joining. joining. This, this has been, been another, another edition, edition of J House Radio. Radio.